she never saw the Rebbe in the same way, let's say, say as Kislev, can imagine when the Alter Rebbe was released from prison. She was against a celebration, or Yud Beis Tammuz. So this also tells you that there's something more going on here. Now, obviously, it was a lot of Agamus Nefesh because it was family and affected the Rebetzin and, uh, and anything connected to family is always going to be more personal. But again, it has to, you have to say that there's something more going on here in this whole story. So, after my own research all these years and listening to the Rebbe Sichas, let me see, I'll ask one more question and maybe that will help reveal some of the deeper meaning behind it all. Do you all remember that Beis Kislev, the next year, when the Swadim came back, and there was the Bochrim outside singing and dancing, and the Rebbe was very, very upset and spoke about how people drain Zech in the gas, and I don't want to even repeat all the words. It was very harsh. So this is the Rebbe said, I'm asking you, this is called the Dan Notzach, the Dan Notzach of the Sforim, and instead of learning in the Sforim, you're standing outside and dancing and counting the, the, the Rebbe said, the flies or the fegelach, whatever, the birds. And, um, and, I, and the question, I mean, the Rebbe was upset visibly, but like, the Bochum of Dreinzach and the Gas and Najas and Heitevis and Beis Kislev. It means that's a problem Bechlal, Bittl Teir. And why here the Rebbe was so uh, so upset? And like, you know, because he saw, the Rebbe saw that clearly this was like going Mamish Mechalal, the whole idea of Heitevis, the whole, the whole battle and the whole Nitzachin was about the Svarim. So, to put it a little in context, if you go back to the Sikhs that the Rebbe, when he first spoke about it in Tez, in Yud Beis Tammuz, the Tez of Tammuz, Tov Shemem Hei. So the Rebbe said very, very strong words there. It's on, it's on recording. Where the Rebbe said that <coughs> these words, he said, as Mevil Zogn, as Vosigishen, that was a Mem Hei from, from uh, Tov Shem Yud, it was 35 years. In fact, now 35 years. Basically, the Rebbe said they want to repeat the funeral of the Friedrich Rebbe. That's the words of the Rebbe. Because by saying that the Sforim are private property, and, uh, and the argument of the other side was that, that, that the Chabad is not active. That was the words that, we, that were used, and the Rebbe repeated it. The Rebbe saw that as being a, uh, a complete... Um, of the whole idea of the of a Rebbe. The Rebbe said and the, the exact opposite is true, that the Rebbe is more alive and is more Lebedic, or more active. The Rebbe used a bunch of expressions. Every year that passes, the Rebbe is even more alive. So the idea that something ended in Tavshin Yud, 1950, and therefore now, why should there be a... You know, so, like, in any case... The books or the possessions of any person goes over to his yarshim, to his ears. And that by the Rebbe was absolutely unacceptable. And he, then he told the story how the Friedrich Rebbe was Mason Nefesh, that when he left Russia, so even though Sakonis Nefesh is Mamish, after the arrest, he, he said he would not leave, not just without his family, he wouldn't leave without the Sephardim. And as a result, all of it became. The Rebbe, Friedrich Rebbe would not leave without the Sfarim. And the Rebbe says that he is gifit. The Pearl Mamish, they let him go with his Sfarim. I mean, at the end of the day, he couldn't bring all the Sfarim to America, but he was able to leave with the Sfarim. So why was there only Geib and Nefesh? 
Friedrich Rebbe knew that, and yet, without this form, he's not leaving. So from this, the Rebbe, the Rebbe suggested and stated that clearly that the Svarim were part of the Rebbe himself. He could not leave without the Svarim because it's part of his life. You know why? Because these are the Svarim that are non nafshik Ksovis Yehovis, that anyone who wrote these Svarim. The Ksovim of the Rabbeim is less mandapal, is for sure captures the Rabbeim themselves. Because what do we have from a Rebbe? Not just his... Uh, his behavior, it's his, the Svarim capture the essence of the Rebbe's in the Sefer, just like we say, the Tehidah is Anoichi Rosh HaTevis Anon Nafshik Sovis Yehovitz, that the Abish to put himself in Tehidah. So Tehidah is not an optional thing. A Jew can't live without Tehidah, because Tehidah is, is the Abish as he manifests in Chachmosir uh, Ritzene, as the Alta Rebbe says in Tanya, that is a Lukus. So the same thing, Sadikim Deim Lebedam, that the Sadikim also, their Svarim. But it's not just the form that they wrote, but it's also the form that they possessed, because that's the form that they learned in. And a Rebbe without Teira is like is not complete, basically, to put it in simple terms. So a Rebbe without Sfarim is as, as if his own life is at stake. That was the the gist of it. So that is something that many well, you've all heard many times. So Vamela, this wasn't a Muhammad about an individual who's going to own this form. The Rebbe wasn't even looking to own. This form belonged to a Rebbe. And the Rebbe is not uh, just a yochid. So taking that point, you know, sometimes in order to really appreciate something, you have to look how the Goyesha world looks at, looks at it. So you know, with the Alta Rebbe, the Rebbe has the big question, the Yutas Kislev, the letter to the Rebbe Yitzchak by Ditchever, where the Alta Rebbe says that this is a day that higdil v'hifli le'ene kol amim, that the Yutas Kislev was recognized by all the nations and the ministers as being a miracle. And the Rebbe says, Yitzhak Kislev is the Roshana of Chassidus. What's in the gay here that some Goyim in Petterburg or wherever they may be care that they saw a miracle? It's like a Dover Chitzeni, seemingly. And the Rebbe explains, no, because the whole point of Yitzhak Kislev is the Futsa Minus Echa that the Velt itself, the world itself, including the nations of the world, should recognize it. It wasn't just like, you know, okay, they recognize it, therefore it's important. Because the MS of Chassidus is so deep, Everybody recognized it, even the Umasalem, even the nations of the world. If you look at the footnote that you see always about Hey Tevis that the Rebbe himself wrote, that the Yemze was the Dan Nosach in the federal court, that this, the, li- the library belongs to Agudasid Chabad, the Rebbe is also, again emphasizing federal court. Is that really what the big thing is that the, the Goyesha court determined? But clearly that's a big part of it. And that's why Hey Tevis, that's the, if you ask what happened Hey Tevis, but Pearl Mamish, was a federal Goyesha court, namely a guy, Judge Sifton, who came a ruling that the Sfarim belonged to Gudasrit Chabad. So when, so when you see that, and I remember when the Rebbe wrote the footnote, I right away went to read uh, Judge Sifton's ruling. Like, it's like, you know, it's uh, 70, 80 pages, where he writes his whole case, why he made this determination. When you read that, you begin to understand something that um, you don't understand on your own so let me give you a summation of what he says. He says that the two sides came to him. In other words, he presents both sides, the plaintiff and the defendant. In this case, is Guz uh, Chabad and Bar Garari. And, and, the, and the, the Bar Garari's argument is that every person is a private citizen. So even though the Rebbe is a leader, but he also has apartment, he has uh, furniture, and he has jewelry, and he has books, 
So it's a normal thing that when he, when he passes away, he goes to the heirs. He's not claiming all of it. He says there are two sisters that remained. You know, the Rebbe Shashena passed away, was killed in the Holocaust. So therefore, it makes sense. It should go to both the half a half. And since he's a grandchild, he's uh, taking his piece, his part. And he has his mother's permission, etc., etc. So basically, that's his argument. The argument of Gudis Chabad is that no, the Rebbe did not buy the books with his own money. Chassidim gave him the money. And therefore, the Rebbe is a so-called caretaker. And you can't just come and say, now that you have the books, and the, the books go to the private ownership of the Rebbe. No, it belongs to the Chassidim. Because the Chassidim paid the Rebbe, and they basically paid for the books. That was uh, the other side of the case. Now, it's interesting. Most people don't focus on this. The, the, the judge actually rejected both arguments. He rejected both arguments. He rejected Barry Gerari's argument with a statement because the, the Rebbe is not just a private citizen. That is true. His library is not just his own personal library. It's not just his own personal belonging. It is for the, for the, for the leadership of Chabad. On the other hand, the Rebbe said, the judge says, the Rebbe is not a caretaker. If the Chassidim trusted the Rebbe with money to buy books, they, they're not going to come and say later, you know what, we don't like it, and we want the books back, we want the money back. Chassidim will never do that. Chassidim's relationship with the Rebbe is the complete bittle to the Rebbe. So, uh, so he rejected that too. Now, interestingly, without going into all the details, the Rebbe did not uh, approve of that approach, that good Chabad to say that the Rebbe is a caretaker. They just thought that legally it may be easier to make the case to sift him. Because the problem with that is, as, as, a, as a judge, a Goyesha judge himself recognized that a Rebbe is not just that. So one of the big statements he makes in his opening of his argument, the judge, that is, that after hearing all the sides, he realizes that till now, till this uh, year, 1987, it was never established in any court of law what is the legal relationship between a Rebbe his chassidim, and the, and the Rebbe's possessions, meaning his books, his, his, his library, and so on. He says, because all the years, chassidim and a Rebbe were so closely connected, and they trusted each other, they never had to write a legal contract. Not the Alta Rebbe's times, and not the Mitla Rebbe, and all the generations, they didn't need to do it. He says, the Friedrich Rebbe, in his infinite wisdom, as a leader, realized times were changing, and as chassidim Chabad was moving from Russia to Europe and then ultimately to America, he realized it has to be formalized. Because not, you know, you never know when you're living in Lubavitch or you're living in Ashtetla in Russia, this, you need to have a legal, legal, a legal uh, secular document. So that's why he established a good Chabad, because he wanted to legalize the relationship so it shouldn't be any Sveikas. Basically he was saying that the Friedrich Rebbe anticipated that there may one day be a on this matter. So in times of the Alter Rebbe or even the Rebbe Rashab or the, the earlier years, there wouldn't have been such a thing because Chassidim and the Rebbe, again, was all very pure relationship. But being that we're living in a new world, he felt that it needs to be determined. So he says, my job as the judge here is to determine what is that relationship. And that's where the famous line that, uh, that the Rebbe said, that, and that was the, the cornerstone, like the linchpin that determined the case was what the Rebetzin said at the end of her deposition when the, she was asked. So they asked the Rebetzin, so in your opinion, who do the books belong to? Do they belong to your father, the Friedrich Rebbe, that is, or to the Chassidim? And she answered, 
that my father himself belonged to the Chassidim, the male of the books belonged to the Chassidim, that that became the actual answer that Sifton used to make his whole case. So he rejected Barry Garay that the Rebbe is not a private citizen. He rejected Gilgudz Chabad that the Rebbe is just an administrator or caretaker, because the Rebbe is much more than that. And the Chassidim completely trusts the Rebbe. But he created a new category. This is a new category. I've never seen this. I asked a lot of lawyers over the years, is, it, is there a precedent? He basically said that the Rebbe is not a private citizen. There's no such thing in this country. Everyone, everyone has private property. President of the United States, leaders of companies, and so on. That here, to make a statement that he's not a private citizen and therefore there's no Yerusha, private inheritance. And on the other hand, he's not just a caretaker. He belongs to Chassidim. You don't find that concept anywhere. You know, anybody, go, go to any situation that a person is not his own, he's not in control of himself, that he doesn't have anything private, everything about him belongs to Chassidim. I don't know if you ever saw the settle that Rebbe wrote. I wish I had it here. Maybe I have it, but I don't want to start looking for it. Where the Rebbe writes in a, a, a short note, which was really meant for the lawyers to present to the case. And if you look at this note, you'll see Sifton's argument is mamish, the same teichen. The Rebbe writes in Chassidish Asis. You may have seen it, where the Rebbe starts, at Muri Chabad, calling Yonim is Bitl, Bitl Ayesh. So they don't have any Mitzis La'atzmam. So the Rebbe writes. So the whole Mitzis, so the Bechal Natshayich, the point was also to argue, to go against the argument that some argued that the Rebbe said things, the Friedrich Rebbe said things just to get the library, so his letters are not necessarily all Emes Lamite. So the Rebbe shailed that, of course, because the Rebbe is not shaykh to say something not true, even for his own benefit. That was one of the arguments. That the Rebbe wrote, the Chabad, because the only way to get the books out of Europe. So, but really, it was his own private. The Rebbe rejected. But then the Rebbe writes, and that they have no mitzis la'atzmom. It's a whole arichus. And, then, and therefore, and anything that they do that is not so-called it's a, for, the, for their own, for, uh, the, for the klal, is a, is a secondary thing, and it can never be a steer to their main mohus, which is the bitla hayash. The Rebbe says it, but that their Indian is to serve the Eberstein, to serve the Chassidim. I'm just paraphrasing. It's not the exact lotion. But when you see that note, and you see Sifton's ruling, I think you can really understand the deeper significance of Hey Tevis. Also in context of Yutas Kislev and Yudbeis Tamas and other Chage HaGeula. And that is that the core issue here, which Yutas Kislev did not address, and nor Yudbeis Tamas, was what a Rebbe really is. What is a Rebbe? Now, we have our different issues. We use the Chassidus, Amamutz HaMachaber, Anashama Klolis, Moshe Rabbein of a Generation, Anossi. You know, there's all kinds of descriptions. But to be say that the Goyesha world, that a Goyesha court established what a Rebbe is, that basically in Das Tachtim, even of a federal court, you can know what a Rebbe is, Sifton did that. Nobody did it before him. And the interesting thing, he was Mamish Machavan to what the Rebbe said and what the Rebbe wrote in the note. In other words, this is not a property a question about property, whether it belongs to a private citizen, whether, the Rebbe's, whether it belongs to the family or does not belong to the family. It's really a question, what is the role of a Rebbe? So in the language of Chassidus, essentially what Sifton was saying in the words of the Rebbe, so what does it mean that the Rebbe belongs to Chassidim exactly? That what, don't the Chassidim belong to the Rebbe? I mean, most, that's what most people would say, that we follow the Rebbe. What do you mean the Rebbe belongs to Chassidim? So the answer is 
because like, like the Ebesha said to Moshe Rabbeinu when he was Har Sinai, he says, Leich Reid Megdulascha. When he saw the Chet Egel, he said, because Kol Gagdula Nasati Rak the whole Gedula of Moshe was given only because of the Eden. You're not a God will be Yisrael, Moshe Rabbeinu, the great Moshe for yourself because you're a great man. I gave you Gedula to serve them. There's only one Eberster. So the union of a Rebbe is not that he's a great leader and we're bottled to the Rebbe. That's why we bottle, because the Rebbe himself is essentially a shliach of the Eberster that's completely bottled to the Eberster. That's what the Rebbe wrote. That that's what the union of a Rebbe is. Once you understand that, it changes the whole picture. The Rebbe is not a gay here, private property or private citizen. <clears throat> so when we talk about the Svarim of the Rebbe, they're just an extension of the Rebbe being a Yenossi of, of, of people, and that's his whole Indian. Nasi hu akoyel. Akoyel hu anossi. And what does that mean in simple English? It means, as the Rebbe said, that the Rebbe belongs to Chassidim. Now in Halacha, there's a concept called Sibur Enemes. Right? That's Sibur Enemes. An individual passes away, everybody is mortal. But at Sibur Enemes, why? Because at Sibur is not an individual, it's a concept of the whole Klal. And even if one person passes away, the tzibur is a different metzius. Tzibur ain't a mess. If a rebbe is in the category that he belongs to chassidim, essentially it's ain't a mess. So there's really no real uh, yerusha. Because the rebbe lechadchilu, like he says in the Geras HaKedish, what does he say? That eshtach uh, Why? Because a chayye tzadik is chayim ruchnim, not chayim psorim. Ave yire now, let's translate what that means in simple English. You and I, our lives are biological lives of flesh and blood. Chaim Psodim. So when the Chaim Psodim, Rahman al-Islam, comes to the point to the end, that's it. That's called death. And you don't continue on. Yes, you leave a Yerusha, you can leave whatever. But the Gashmi, not, not only after Meva Esrim, even when he's here in the Sham Baguf, his Chaim is not Psodim, it's Chaim Ruchni. Chaim Ruchni can't die. Because Ruchnis is not born, it can't die. Gashmis is, has a beginning and an end. But Ruchnis doesn't have that. Now, so it's true, we have a Neshama, but we're not Neshama people, we're a Neshama Beguf. And a Rebbe, it lives on the Neshama level. So the Nitzchis of the Rebbe is not after his Ptira or after his Istalkus. The Nitzchis of a Rebbe is even when he's here, he's Nitzchi because his whole Mishmuchus is not himself. I'll elaborate on this in a moment from a mimer from the Friedrich Rebbe that I think is very helpful to understand this. So essentially, Hate Tevis is really the celebration and the gili of this element. Now, had Barry Gerardi never taken the books, you've never had this court case, you never have this ruling, you'd never have legally documented that a Rebbe is a Nitzchi, and therefore his Svarim are Nitzchi. And there's no private property here. This wasn't, in other words, the Rebbe saying, listen, I'm the son-in-law that became the Rebbe, therefore the Sfarim belonged to me and not to you. That was not the argument, because the Rebbe is, the argument is that, that the Rebbe Bechlal, the was never a private citizen. So Bemeil, the Sfarim continued to belong to Chassidim, because the Rebbe always belonged to Chassidim, even before Tav Shin Yud. This is the essence of what Hey Tevis is. But to explain a little better, really, it comes down to understanding the concept of Bittl. Because we don't understand this level of bittel, because as I said, no one on earth has this role that you can say that they're not a, a private person. Everybody has chayach, everybody has privacy, so to speak. 
and, and has uh, yarshim and ears and so on. That's why we're all subject to these laws. You know, if, if you, God forbid, so after May of Esim Shana, someone's going to argue that your, your private uh, house or your private property or your private books belong to the Chassidim? No, because you don't belong to the Chassidim. You're an individual. So to understand this in you know, a bitl that Hey Tevis captures and to say that very concept that the Rebbe belongs to Chassidim, which we repeat so many times, but if you think about it, it's, it's mind-blowing actually with that. It's a statement that is not so simple, that he doesn't have a, a, a Messias La'atzmei. So there's a mimer that I, I probably hazard here in one of the shiurim, but I'll say it right now. In Tafresh Tzadik Dalad, the one of the deepest Hamsheikhim in Chassidus, the Rebbe, the Friedrich Rebbe said it in, uh, he was in, uh, then in uh, Tzadik Dalad in, um, in Riga, maybe. No, he was in Varsha. Akoponim, he started a Hamshech Rosh Hashanah, Tafresh Tzadik Dalad, and continued for, I think there's seven Maimorim in the Hamshech. And then he stopped the middle, and the story goes, because Chassid came to the Friedrich Rebbe and said, it's too deep, we don't understand it. So the Friedrich Rebbe stopped, he sees, the Hemshel doesn't end. The Rebbe was, of course, extremely upset, our Rebbe Dramash, as he was called then, because he says, when you come to the Rebbe, you don't understand it, so, so, so don't come. You know, they're stopping the Rebbe from saying, my more Chassidus, the Rebbe's being Megal Chassidus, deep in Yonim. But the Friedrich Rebbe later said, they say, I'm a vil geb, mavonim tevis and magolius, and the elam vil tzukikas. In other words, hotzatskis or something like that. I want to give precious stones and precious, uh, uh, precious valuables, and the elam wants to have candies. That's what the Friedrich Rebbe expressed himself. I'm just pointing out that this hemshech is a very, you say this, the The Rebbe later chazed the maimorim in Tavshin Tezvov, um, and later when Ayin Beis was published, we discovered that the Tzadik Dalad really is based on Ayin Beis, so actually the end of the Hemshech is in Ayin Beis, it just doesn't have the Friedrich Rebbe's explanation of it. So there's an interesting piece there where he talks about the difference between Ruchnius and Gashmis, which I, I think when you understand that, your mamish can understand Hey Tevis, the Daiti. He says there these words, and there's a big footnote from the Rebbe on it, which shows you how it's not so simple. He says the difference in Gashmis and Ruchnis is, first of all, both the Gashmis and Ruchnis Kemuvan are not end over Eishes Atzmei. Even Ruchnis did not create itself. There's only one Eibishter. The Eibishter created everything. Ruach and Geshem. Neshama and Guf. So Ruchnis is not more of a, less of a Bria, a Bria Shmaayin than Gashmis is. But then he adds this. He says Gashmis is, and, and Ruchnis both have in common, Mitzuyusam is not Mitzad That's the Lashon there. Because their mitzvahs didn't come from themselves, so I won't put them there. So just like Bereshit's bar of the kings of Shemayim Vazar, they wish to create a Gashmi's Dikka world, he also created a Ruchani's Dikka world. Okay, that's a Dover Pashat. You know, Tzimtzamarishin, Atzilus, Bria, it's all creation. What type of creation is the difference between Atzilus and Bria? But they're all, they're all uh, Nevroim. Even Natsolim essentially are Nevroim, really, compared to Atzmus. Okay. So that's their commonality. But what's the difference between Ruchnis and Gashmis? He says this lotion that the Gashmis is Mitsuyusum, not Mitsadatsmum, and Kiyumum is Le Mitsadatsmum. He introduces the word Kiyum, Kiyum, Le Mitsadatsmum. Ruchnis, Mitsuyusum, Le Mitsadatsmum, but Kiyumum is Mitsadatsmum. So the Rebbe has a footnote. What does this mean? What does it mean, Mitsadatsmum? What is, what is the difference between Mitsuyus and Kiyum? And why do you say one is Mitzad one is not? 
That how could you say Ruchnis has anything but Sadatzma? Even Kiyum is also the Abish that gives it Kiyum. So the Rebbe has a footnote. It's a long footnote. I think it's on page 37, if I recall correctly, but maybe not. But it's very easy to find. And he says, He brings a nigla dikka dugma for it. So on one hand, we know that everybody had to give right? Everyone had to give one half a shekel. In the Mishkan, it was for the Adonim, and later in the Beis Amidash, it was for the, the Karbonus Sibur. So everyone gave one half. When they gave it, the halacha says it has to be Mesa Yofa Yofa, which means once you gave it to Hegdish, you can't come back and say, hey, I want my half shekel back. Once it's part of the Klal, which means Hegdish, Mom and Sibur, you can't come back and take it. That's it. It's, 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 it's no longer the Yochid, is no longer an individual part. Yet, there's an, a strange medrash that Rebbe says that when Kairach had his Taina Moshe, so that, Ebersh, so that says that Moshe says, Al Tifen El Minchosam, that when they brought their Korban Mincha, so the Ebersh, the Ebersh, the Moshe said that uh, when they were back of the Korban Mincha, Al Tifen El Minchosam. In other words, don't, don't uh, abide or don't listen to the Mincha, the Chelek Mincha of Kairach and Eidosi. Kerech and his cohorts. So, what, so the Rebbe doesn't ask what he says. What does that mean? If Meshir Yafa Yafa, how could you distinguish? A mincha is a carbon sibur. You can't come and say once it's a carbon sibur. Hey, I, don't be machaper or don't uh, protect a certain part of individuals. Everybody is now in the same path. It's a sibur. So what means altifanam chasam? When you just said, you could say altifanam chasam if let's say we all. Uh, let's say invest money in a business. I'm, I'm, I'm just explaining it. The Rebbe doesn't bring this example. So let's say we all put in a hundred, a million dollars in a business. You know, maybe that sounds like a lot yet. So let's say a thousand dollars in a business. Okay. So you could always come back and say, "Hey, I want my money back, and I'm, I'm out. I'm not a partner anymore," because it doesn't become a new mitzvah. I mean, unless there's certain conditions. That's generally you, you're allowed to put money in. Now it's part of a. You're a shareholder in a bigger company, but you can always come and take and sell your shares. But when it comes to a carbon silver, you can't do that. You can't come and say, hey, I want my money back. So what does it mean, al-tifun al So the Rebbe says, that's a dugma that mitziyusim is not mitzad atzmum, but kiyumim is mitzad atzmum. What does that mean? That it's true. You can't go identify in the, in the Minche or in the Karben Tzibur, this is your part, this is Reuven's piece, this is Shimon's piece, this is Kedach's piece. You can't do that. The Mitzias is no longer, your Mitzias of the Yochid is not there. But the Kiyom of the Yochid is there. And what Moshe was saying is, that he's asking the Abish to don't, the Kiyom, the, 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 the representation of this Karben Tzibur should not, should not be uh, given credit to Kedach. So the Yochid no longer there. The Metzius is not there, but the Kiyum is there. So the Kiyum has something that remains even when the Yochid is gone. Basically, that's what the Rebbe says. Now, Kimuv and Amoshel and Adugma should be easier to understand than the Nimshel, right? But this, so the Rebbe at the end writes there, So there was a Chosid, his name was Abnosan Gerari from Montreal. He was the son, one of the sons of Moshe Gerari, the famous Mashpia. And um, he was by the Rebbe in Yechidus and asked the Rebbe to explain this, uh, what the Rebbe means in the Ha'orah, because the Ha'orah 
does it answer the does it explain the Indian? So among other things that Rebbe said, the Rebbe said this expression that since Ruchnius is Bittel, Bittel Kenish Bottlevan. Bittel Kenish Bottlevan. What does that mean? That Ruchnius, because it's Cholmuchus, is Bittel Telekus, so it's Metzius is not Metzaratzme, but it's Muchus, it's Indian, is Metzaratzme because its whole Indian is Elekus. The more Bottle it is, the more Metzius, the more Kium it is. In other words, you can't talk about it as a separate entity, but, but, but the muhus of, of ruchnius, and therefore its kiyum, is mitzadasme, because it represents, it's like saying, all I am is bottle telekus. That can never disappear. So ruchnius mitzad, its own inyan, the kiyum of ruchnius, not its siur, its mitzius, its kiyum, is forever, because it's a whole, it's a whole inyan, is bottle telekus. So just like elekus is forever, so is ruchnius. In a sense, saying that even though the Ruchnis was created by the Ebishter, but the way it's created is something that is a Nitzchi, just like the Ebishter is a Nitzchi. Not Chaz Rosholm as a Metzius, but it's Inyan. The Inyan of Ruchnis represents Elokus, and Elokus is a Nitzchi, and therefore the Ruchnis is, is in that sense, Kiyume is Metzad So Metzad here doesn't mean that it made itself, that's Metzius. Metzad means it has value of its own. Gashmis has no value of its own. Not its mitzvahs, not its kim, because yesh cries out, aniv afsiyat. That is that, that, that. So both its mitzvahs and its kim is not mitzvahs. Do I need to explain this more, or or it's clear? So I mean, it's a dakasdika thing, but basically, if you take this uh, shot, this uh, piece in the Maimon, and the Rebbe's explanation. In other words, let's go back to the Rebbe. We know Rebbe is a mitzvah. The Rebbe existed. Shama beguf. The Rebbe is here in this world. People saw him, touched him, spoke to him, and so on. But is that the Indian of a Rebbe, what you see, or is the Rebbe basically, like he says, Chaim Ruchnim? Once he's Chaim Ruchnim, which means essentially he's not a Metzius as we know it. The fact that he looks like a human being like we, that's only because our Basar, our flesh, our eyes of flesh see it that way. The Rebbe represents a Lukus. And a Lukus really doesn't have any elements of. Of, uh, of the kiyum of it is, is mitzaratzme. So a Rebbe, therefore, in that sense, can never be something, like I said before, tzibur ein emes. What does that mean, tzibur ein emes? This, isn't the tzibur made up of a bunch of yechidim that each of the yachid does die? But the concept of a tzibur can't die because the tzibur continues on even when the yechidim are not there. A Rebbe continues on because his inyan was not his mitzias prati. His whole inyan was bringing alakus into this world and that stays, Chaim Ruchim. His Ava Viyira Namuna does not stop after May of Esrim Shana or after the, the, the Stalkus. That continues on. In the context of Sfarim, the Sfarim of a Rebbe is a continuation of the Rebbe. And since it's a continuation of the Rebbe, the Kiyum remains forever. And to, to so, someone should come and take even one Sefer and say, no, the Rebbe is a private entity, it goes against this very concept. So the Rebbe's Mohammed was not about. Uh, ownership. The Rebbe's Chama was about what is the Mahus of a Rebbe. As soon as you take and say that, that the Rebbe is a private citizen, you're, you're doing another Leviah. Yeah, then the Rebbe becomes an individual. He was a very fine, holy man when he lived. Now he's not here anymore. And we move on. Next generation. But if you understand it as an Indian that is Kayim and Saratzme, because its whole Indian is Alakus and Bittel, that Bittel continues on. Tafshin Yud did not change that. Just like Gimel Thomas didn't change anything in that concept. The Metzius changes. 
Because with Pearl Mamish, you don't see something begoli. But the Kiyum, the Inyan, it's an Inyan Amiti. Now, in this material world, we don't have many Dugmoyas for this because everything does die. Nothing in this world lives forever. However, Elokus does live forever. And a Rebbe is a manifestation of that Elokus. So you think of it that way, no Yomtev, not Yutas Kislev, not Yudbeistah, no one talks about that. There was more an uh, of Chsidis, an of 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 Mesidis Nefesh, that no matter what, the Friedrich Rebbe was able to prevail over the great Soviet Union, etc., etc. Here you're talking about the very essence of what a Rebbe is. And that's why by the Rebbe was in the Gebe Nefesh, that if you don't learn Svarim, if you're not going to learn on Hetevis, then you're missing the whole point. Yutas Kislev, you're also supposed to learn Teda, and Chsidis especially. But you never saw the Rebbe that they make a big fuss, how come people are not learning? Even though, of course, the Rebbe had Agmas Ag- Ag- Nefesh from that. But hey, Tavis, you take away the idea of learning, you're basically undermining the whole, the whole mohus of this yomtiv. The whole mohus of the yomtiv is that the Rebbe lives on. You see someone drezich in the gassen, and he's not learning, that means the Rebbe doesn't live on. It's exactly what Barry Gerari argued, that Chabad is not active. Look, there's counting flies in the Eastern Parkway. You know, what Mashenkin, the whole idea is, that hey, Tavis is the Rebbe leapt. And the Rebbe leapt, you have to do something to show that. If you behave in a way that the Rebbe Kavyochel is, so to speak, not active, because you're not behaving in a way consistent, you're basically undermining the whole uh, essence of hey, Tavis. So, to put it in brief terms, essentially, hey, Tavis is the celebration, the honoring of the very Etzim Amuhus of the Rebbe. And Judge Sifton, of all people, a non Balbchira, was able to capture it in legal terms, which itself is amazing, because he's basically saying, uh, from Hemshech Tzadik Dalit, even though he didn't know it, and the Rebetzin's words, that a Rebbe belonged to Chassidim, he turned it into a legal concept. It's not just a nice theory, a Chassidim Shavort. He turned it into a concept that it is an Afkamin. If the Rebbe belongs to Chassidim, his Svarim belongs to Chassidim. To just give another example of it, where the Rebbe, that same year, Mem Zayin, was a famous sicha, I think I also mentioned here once, Vayikra Tov Shemem Zayin. So Vayikra was a Nisan already, it was a few months after Hetevis. And um, the Rebbe then spoke about the Nitzchis of Anossi, which is also reveals a lot of what I'm saying here, which I took a lot from that sicha. So I had discussed to prepare that sicha. Actually, if I may say, um, it's the only time that I ever, I, I ever received a compliment from the Rebbe. Critique was very often and common, uh, and critique from the Rebbe, I say it in a good way. It, uh, the critique of a Rebbe is chesed shebe chesed, and makes you better. But this was actually, the Rebbe wrote on it, higdilu lases, on top of the sicha, which meant that the Rebbe was, uh, was a compliment that basically did a, great, did a good job. Okay. Um, now, I'm not sure whether we did a good job, or maybe the teichen was a good one. That was the Rebbe's uh, responsibility. But Kapom, that's what the Rebbe wrote. The Nikud of the Sikha there is, it's a month of Nisan. So when we say the Nisim, like we say in Hanukkah, we read about the Nisim. So then too, we say the Nasi every day. So the Rebbe spoke about Nisim. And Rosh Chedesh Nisan is Rosh Hashanah the Nisim. Yeral of Nisan, of course, is the Rebbe's birthday. So it's hinted to there as well. So the Rebbe says, what is the Indian of a Nasi? Talks about what's, why significant a Nasi. So the Rebbe talks about Nitzchis of a Nasi. And he brings from a maimer, from a reishis goyim amolek, tofresh pei. This is the first maimer the Friedrich Rebbe ever said. 
right after the Shiva of the Rebbe Rashab. So the Rebbe Rashab, I told the Friedrich Rebbe that he should say Chassidus. So the Rebbe Rashab, if you ever read Ashkafta, the Rebbe, Beryl Rifkin writes, he was a Makurov to the Beis Arav. He writes in his whole, uh, where he writes, he documents the whole last days of the Friedrich Rebbe Rashab, very touching. So he says, the Friedrich Rebbe called him in and he said, the Beryl or something, the Tata Megahesan's own Chassidus. I can't say Chassidus. However, since I can't also not be Mekayim, what my father said, so come into my room and I'm going to say a mimer for you. So he was, so he told the Chassidim, he's going to leave the door open, the Rebbe gets on mimer. This is mimer days after the Stalkus, after Beis Nisan, which is also a Nisan. In the mimer, the Friedrich Rebbe Chazas, like, just like Bosilagani, the themes of the last mimer of the Rebbe Rashab was also Reish's Goyim Amalek. So he began, like always, the Rebbe movies began where the other one left off, so to speak. So in the Maimer, he talks about uh, Kalim of Atzilus. Now, we talked a little about it by the Rishimu discussions in the Shiurim. Kalim of Atzilus. And he says, Kalim of Atzilus are Nitzchim. Like, so not just the Eir is Nitzchim, but also the Kalim are Nitzchim. Because they're, they're also And then he gives a dogma. And this is a Hisof of the Freber Friedrich Rebbe that is not in the original Rebbe Rashab Maimer. He tells a story. When I was four or five years old, Friedrich Rebbe writes in the parentheses. And the Rebbe quoted this whole story in Vayikra Tovshim Zayin. In that sikha right after, a few months after Heitavis. When I was four or five years old, I think he says four or five, I was once playing in the room, the Chedi Yechidis of my father, which was the Chedi Yechidis of his father, the Rebbe Marash. It was four or five, so of course it would have been Tovresh Mem Dalet or Mem Hei. So we're talking about a year or two after the Stalkus of the Rebbe Marash and Tofresh Mem Gimel. He says, I was playing in the room, and then I saw my father come in, very serious, dressed in a kapota, with an avnit, with a gartel, as, and he stood by the table, exactly as it was when the Rebbe Marash was Pechaim Chayuse. And he said something, quietly, and he was, and Ein of Zolgud Moyes, his eyes were dripping with tears, Exactly as it was when the Rebbe Marash was here by Gashmis. And the Rebbe Rashab and the Friedrich Rebbe said, Yeshlemer, this is Kalim of Atzilus. That what? Because the table and the chair and the room and the books and everything in it are the Kalim of the Rebbe. And the Kalim of the Rebbe are Nitzchim, just like he's a Nitzchim. That's what he writes in this uh, parenthesis. Now we understand why. It was just a few days after the Rebbe Rashab is Istalkus. But that's what he writes. And the Rebbe quotes that in Vayikra Memzayin. Check it out. It's a very powerful sikha. So the Nekudu that I was speaking here, that's the Vart. What's the Vart? Everything, obviously, there's only one Beda Elam. That's the Ebishter. But the question is how he created the world. There are things he created that we know clearly have a Tchil of Esof. Gashmis, for example, like I said, Mitsuyuse and Kiyume is not Mitsaratsmo. There's nothing about Gashmis that has any value of its own. It's only because of the Ebishter. But then the Ebishter also created Oyer and Ruchnius. He created actually a Mitzias that is also a Nivra. It also has Yashle Tchila. But Echsidus says, Ein Le Sof. Echsidus asks, What do you mean, Ein Le Sof? What about Ein Tchila? Because there's only one Ein Le Tchila, that's only the Atmos. But he created things that also have the Tchuna of Nitzchis that the Ebishter has. Not because they are powerful, because the Ebishter wants them to be that way. Kamuvan is Berotz and Hashem. But now Ruchnius has that tchuna of Nitzchis. That's why you say Eirein Sof. 
not just air shell and soft, air and soft. So it has a cum, mitzad atzme, again, mitzad atzme doesn't mean, God, God forbid, that it's mitzad, its own, its, its very essence is a nitzchi, because that's how ruchnius works. Now if a Rebbe, which is far greater than ruchnius, a Rebbe, like he explains in this Maimer, a Rebbe is a muhuse, is, is elokus, elokus is not subject to beginning and end, so therefore, the Rebbe, whatever he represents, again, we're not talking about the guf gashmi, we're talking about Chaim Ruchnim. But the Rebbe rep- rep- represents his Sforim, his Teireh. There's, there's not one, there's not one Shinui Hazazim. So therefore, that lives on. This was never documented anywhere. Hey, Tevis is the Yomtev that captures this Nukud. Now, this may also explain why, for many of us, people don't really know what Hey, Tevis is, because this is a very <laughs> profound Indian. This, you need to learn Chassidus to understand this. This is not like you could say, easy thing to say. You know, Yutas Kislev relatively, yeah, there was a Kitrug Lamaila on Giliach Siddhis, and then the Kitrug was over, and then the, the, the Alta Rebbe started being made for Siddhis Chabad in, in, in new ways. But, but when you come to this, you're talking about something that's far more su- subtle and sublime. But this is uh, the real essence of what Heitavis is and why the Rebbe was so adamant. And it wasn't like many people said that the Rebbe took it personal, it's a personal thing, it had nothing to do with personal. Kemuvim, when it comes from family, it's more hurtful because it's closer. But the, but the Rebbe, what was the Rebbe fighting for? He wasn't fighting, I own the Sefer, not you. He was fighting for the Nitzchis of Chabad. You could even say, and this, I'm, by me, Leitzach at least, that the Rebbe's real Heitavis is really he was fighting for after Gimel Tamas. Because then, after Heitavis, the Rebbe was, no, nobody challenged the Rebbe's authority. The Rebbe remained the Rebbe, became stronger than ever. But today, you could have a kitrug that a person could possibly think, you know, the Rebbe's not here, Vagashmias. So maybe the Rebbe's in Yanim are, no, are not really here, Chaz So in many ways, Judge Sifton's ruling is teaching us today that the Rebbe lives, and the Rebbe lives on, and is more active, and more lebedic, and more um, involved than ever, in a ruchizik way, take. But the Rebbe's in Yanim in no way have, have been weakened in any sense of the word. In a way, if the Hate Davis never happened, we wouldn't have that clearly in Asius, at least for the Nefesh Abamis, that we could understand it like a judge Sifton wrote it. Because now that's established. The Rebbe Svarim is, is the Anon Nafshik Sovis Yehovah, the Rebbe Zinyonim, carry the Rebbe, the Rebbe Fetish lives on, just like the story with the Friedrich Rebbe lives on through his Pu'ulis and through his Teda, and lives on through Zare Bechayim, in the fullest Nitzchis Dikaway, because that's not Shaykh. To, to ever die. And a Rebbe being belonging to Chassidim, it's just a Chassidim ain't a mess, so the Rebbe is ain't a mess in that same way. Because it's something that lives on. It's not a yochid, it's not individual. You know, in this world, there are things, every individual thing has a beginning and end, but not an Inyan Kholi or Inyan Nisedi or Inyan Ruchni like this. So in many ways, it's really the celebration of the Bittl of a Rebbe, and therefore Bittl Kenish Bottle then. That cannot be bottled. And nothing changes that. Not Gimel Tamil, nothing could change that. But obviously, our, our, we pray that it should ultimately all come down, also Begashmis, Shama Beguf, Chaim Nitzchim, which is all the ultimate emes, where it all comes down, also Begashmis. But that doesn't in any way weaken the Ruchnis in Yonim. So this is uh, at least a little of a hate tables. I will say on a personal note, it happened to be, my birthday also happens to be on hate tables. So, um, I was 30 years old when, when in Mem Zion, 
My, mo my mother called me to wish me Mazel Tov for my birthday. I was sitting in an Anoch Satmim in my office over 770. And uh, my mother's giving me brachas, and then suddenly we hear singing outside. It was around 11.30 in the morning. So I, my mother asked me, she said, so they're celebrating your birthday? I said, nobody knows it's my birthday. It's, it's a private thing. And then when I got off the phone, we found out the news had come, so they were singing and dancing. So now my birthday has become pushed aside. Now it's a much bigger yontif, and uh, nobody even remembers that I was born except me. Um, uh, and my mother. Um, so anyway, everyone have a good yontif. I hope this was helpful. Because the Maisa Bapel is, of course, that a day like this demands that we have more iskashas. And we're bringing out the Rebbe's Nitzchias through our learning and our pu'ulis and doing everything possible to perpetuate the Rebbe's Inyonim, Mazare Bachayim Afu Bachayim. Good Nyantif. Hmm?